G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. I secured a uh, contract to play professionally overseas in England and I was married and um, I almost lost my family because of the stuff that was um, happening over there as a superstar, as a sports player. And I wasn't a superstar by all means, but supporters put you on a pedestal and you believe that uh, you are the best of the best. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Today, we'll learn about two men who have a huge heart for impacting young lives with the message of the gospel. Sean W. Smith uses music and Wilson Marsh uses sport to connect with children. First, we'll hear Sean W. Smith share his story as a children's entertainer. And he'll also share about his own life as a husband and father. Sean's chatting with Shelley Scum. Would you ever have pictured, before becoming a father, growing up, would you ever have pictured yourself in kids' ministry as, you know, kids' entertainer or were you thinking, oh, I want to be a rock star? Yeah, well, look, if I'm <laughs> really honest, I, uh, pro- I always loved kids. I-, I definitely could have seen myself working with children in some capacity, but if I-, I always thought if I did music, it would be the more rock star, main stage uh, teenager, adults, everyone going crazy for my songs, got their yeah. hands in the air. I think in many ways kids are a harder audience because they'll just walk away if they're not interested and or they'll sit down and whatever. <laughs> kids, are, kids are brutally honest and, yeah. uh, you know, they, they, they put aside the fluff of uh, uh, necessarily, you know, culture, stigma or whatever and they just kind of, this is how I feel, this is what I think of it. I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. I'm going to sit down and talk to my friend. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I, and I guess they're still learning social etiquette and, yep. and, and politeness and all these kinds of things. But you know what? Children speak the truth too often and yeah. they just sometimes don't do it in love. And uh, that's, <laughs> that's my job. It's trying to help them, help them do that. Yeah. So what are your songs about then? You, you know, I love writing music that, that connects with kids. So I'm always looking for things that kids are going through in their life mm. that they're going to identify with and go, yep, that's happened in my life. Or, yeah, yeah I can see I've, I've had this trouble. I've had this situation come up. So, you know, you got your classics like bullying. Uh, I, I write songs on fear, being afraid, on uh, forgiveness, on, uh, on, on, you know, being obedient, listening to your mum. Do you really have to do that? Does, <laughs> does, does God actually say that's a great idea? Did my mum make that up? Uh, yeah. You know, so helping kids to go, hey, this is, this is what God's word says. And, uh, and this is how you can step into the awesome life that, and plans that God has for you. And so a lot of my songs, I do that. I use humor. I use actions to connect mm. with the kids so that they don't sit down or pack up and walk up out of my concert. I want them to engage and, and have a great time. So what age group are you primarily targeting? 
I'd say primary school is is my major focus. Yeah. But I definitely try and cater for you know uh, say that two to five year old age bracket. I do try and cater on every album and every concert a few songs for them. Yeah. Because uh, especially to your primary age kids might have the little um, siblings coming along as that's well. That's right. And, and look, I mean, traditionally yeah. when someone says kids music, what they think Wiggles, High Five, Colin Buchanan. Yeah. So and a lot of those guys got their start on TV and the majority of kids watching stuff on, on TV are at home still yeah. uh, and obviously the kids that come and go to school do watch their own shows after school but those morning programs are essentially where a lot of these guys bigger guys got their start and it's yeah. focused at that you know two to five year old kind of age bracket so uh, but they're you know what you are so into you invest in your kids from that age will I, I know you reap the reward of that in the years to come so um, yeah. I'm passionate to teach kids and, and write great songs about Jesus to help them in their journey of life. Yeah. So you spend your days getting around to schools. You've, you've been to over 400 schools and 250 churches. That is a lot of shows. It a is. A lot of energy. It's, it's <laughs> a lot of hyperactive energy. Yeah. I, you don't uh, need a gym membership, do you? I sleep very well at night most of the yeah. time. Uh, my wife my wife says she'll lay, lay awake in bed at night and she'll be talking to me and I'll fall asleep <laughs> halfway through her sentence because I'm just, I'm so tired. Yeah. Uh, and as, as I get older, I, I re- I'm, uh, I'm learning to make best use of my energy that I have during the day. <laughs> not that you're exactly an old man. Uh, no, 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 not an old man, not yet. <laughs> you're talking like one. I, I, well, you know what, I, uh, I have discovered as I've gotten older, it's just uh, year by year that if I, yeah. uh, I just notice things just very slowly tweaking and changing. So I'm always praying and asking God for longevity and, and uh, give me a body that will be able to move and jump around and dance when I'm still 60. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, you know, I, uh, I love it. Yeah, awesome. What kind of a show do you do when you go to churches, when churches invite you? What do you do there? I guess there's a variety of things. but Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. It's a great question, actually, because I think some people get scared, like, oh, this, this, this crazy kids entertainer coming to take over our church service and uh, what's going to happen. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I basically, uh, my, I, I do a lot of family-based stuff, very generational, so try and... I try and present a service through... I use music to help point people to Jesus. So music is just the tool. It's not necessarily the my end game. I use it to connect. I use humor. I use actions. I get people involved to a degree. And then I, I use music videos as well as, as well as actually ministering and sharing and preaching. And, is that uh, what you mean then when you say you're a family minister? That's that, right, yeah. yeah. So I'm not just an entertainer. I, 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 I mean, definitely started off just doing kids entertaining, just doing songs, dress up, funny stuff, get people laughing, and, and I loved it. And uh, But I realized more and more that when I became a dad that, you know, the, you, your children don't come with an instruction manual. And, uh, you know, the Bible's full of great wisdom and, and a lot of people, you know, raising godly kids is getting, it's a tough challenge. It's a big yeah. ask and your kids face difficult situations and, and we don't always know what to do. We don't have all the answers. So yeah. uh, my heart has really been to encourage and, uh, and share from my own personal journey and, and being a primary school teacher, I learn a lot. 
about, you know, kids that come from all kinds of backgrounds and what they go through. And uh, I try and bring some of that insight and that wisdom and, 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 and link it into God's Word and encourage. My whole heart is encouraging and building up families. I try and actually write a, a broad variety, a broad genre of music so that I do cater with for a whole bunch of kids who are into hip-hop, rap, or those who are into great. country or just And it's great to expose and, them to all of that. Yeah, you know, and I know like even as adults, everyone's into a whole bunch of different music. Some people into the heavy metal, some people into folk, some people into rock, some people into quiet acoustic, you yeah. know, so uh, try and realizing it. They used to be kids, so uh, someone influenced their musical tastes and so yeah. trying to cater for that. Yeah, and it's great to expose kids to so many different varieties. We were talking to you before about uh, your church ministry and how you can come in and uh, kind of take over a church service but add so much to different church services as well. I want to write great songs that sound great, that connect, and so uh, I invest a lot financially to do that. In my music videos, I don't do them cheap. I don't do my albums super cheap because I want it to sound great. I don't... You know, the days of singing um, old school Sunday songs, Jesus loves me, this I know. The message is true. Mm. The delivery of it through the old school hymn style with modern generation kids may or may not work. Depends on where you are. But for a lot of kids in government schools, it's not going to cut it because they don't Mm. listen. They listen to the radio, which is hip hop, R&B, what up, man? Come on, hot dogs. You know, that's (laughs) what they're listening to. So we've got to connect. You're a father of two little kids yourself and life is very demanding and your wife needs you as well. How do you balance all of that when you've, you know, you're out doing high energy shows, recording albums is very demanding. How do you balance that with family life and being there for your kids and for your wife? That's a really good question. And, uh, it, it's something that we continue to reevaluate every year because yeah, my, my, my work opportunities to, to go minister and the inquiries that I get grows every year I get more and more so I have to then choose wisely with my time yeah. look I have to prioritize what is most important and uh, you know my relationship with Jesus is the most important and then my family hmm. and uh, it always and then and then my work and that that's the ministry, whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, that's the order. And I it's guess always that's the been. hard thing too when it is ministry. You, you're kind of feeling like, oh, God's given me this ministry. Yeah. I need to get out and minister to these kids. Yeah. But like you said earlier, your family, your two kids, uh, yeah. you know, your first. They are my first ministry. My yeah. first, my first priority is to my family because uh, I want yeah. my kids to follow Jesus. Yeah. And uh, but you know, to, to answer your question really honestly, I uh, I take them with me on the road as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, it costs a bit, but we do it because we believe in, in our children growing up and seeing what dad does doesn't go daddy's always away we never get to see him yeah. they go no dad's gone away because we've been with him and we know what he does and he points kids to Jesus and we, we love that and we love coming um, and you know I'm, I'm, I'm home during the weekdays often I do a lot of fly in fly out go for two or about, usually I go for two nights max mm-hmm. and I come home and then I spend three or four days at home in Adelaide with the family and you know Monday, Tuesday is my, my Saturday, Sunday yeah, so I right. take my weekend on Monday, Tuesday usually and, uh, and then you know I'm, I'm, I'm at schools during the week in, in South Australia or interstate or um, office work or and, and, and yeah. I, you know being, uh, having the privilege of I'm not signed to a record label I'm, I'm completely independent I, I, I have uh, my wife and, and a friend help help me with some bookings and management side of things but you know I, I keep it like like that because I love the freedom that it gives me to spend half a day with my kids yeah. to uh, to go minister at a school and hey you know what 
let's get out of the office. Let's let's go do let's go do something as a family. And I have to prioritize what's most important to me. And I um yeah I've I've learned from people around me that if you don't look after something that's precious to you, uh, you you can lose it. Yeah. I'm not saying you will, but you can. And so I, I want to value the things that are most precious to me in life. Thanks for having a chat. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're listening to The Story. That was children's entertainer and family minister, Sean W. Smith, chatting with Shelley Scowen about how he's impacting young people's lives with the good news of Jesus. You can learn more about his ministry at his website, seanwsmith.com. Next, we'll hear from former rugby league player Wilson Marsh about how he became a Christian and how he's using sport to impact the lives of high school children. That and more when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax. You're listening to The Story. Today, we're hearing from two guys who are using different methods of teaching children about Jesus. Before the break, we heard from children's entertainer, Sean W. Smith, who spoke about how he connects with young people through music. Now we turn to former rugby player Wilson Marsh, who uses sport to connect with students. He says he first became interested in Jesus after seeing the change God had brought about in the life of one of his teammates. He's sharing his story with Shelley Scullin. You yourself was saved through rugby league. Tell us the story. Uh, it was all through uh, one of the blokes that you were on, was on your team? Yeah, absolutely, Sally. We... Um we made junior Kiwis uh, together, uh, a footy, uh, so New Zealand age, national age uh, team, uh, and he would often pick me up for training, or I'd, I'd pick him up, and he'd just share the gospel just through story. And I'd, I'd ask because I'd seen uh, a change in his, his own life, and so I would ask the questions. You know, what, what's happening? Uh, he would often be out with us um, drinking and, and um, out out on the town, but um, there. There was a change that, that came over him, and, and I would uh, often ask, "Why? What is this?" Oh, you know, I knew I knew of God through um, um, uh, teachers who would come into uh, schools and, and talk about that. But uh, my my family were never brought up in church, so it was through uh, a friend of mine in the rugby league team of all places uh, that would often share with me about uh, about God. So then at what point did you choose to give your heart to Christ? Listen, it wasn't until at least over a year. I mean, um, uh, I was going through stuff. My mum my had just uh, passed away um, um, and I was going through a few things myself, but I was always wanting to know more about what God was um, doing for this guy and what um, God was able to do for me in my own situation. So... Um, and it wasn't until over a year where I'd, I'd attend different um, rallies, youth rallies. At the time, there would be times where I'd be drinking uh, at the local league club and then walk walk down to a, uh, a youth rally um, and just listen to the word. And um, whenever the uh, time came for uh, uh, the altar call, I'd walk straight out because of fear or the unknown and, 
and it wasn't until on one uh, one occasion that um, uh, that the altar call was given, and I stood. I closed. I had my eyes were closed. I stood in a room of about 200 people, and and um, opened my eyes. I was the only, I was the only guy standing, boiling my eyes out. And this was just before a, a national tournament. A lot of the boys were there and, and watching, and they they couldn't believe what was happening at the time. So, yeah, it would have been over a year at least. Yeah, it's often a long journey for people, and and for many people, it's a lot longer than a year uh, before they finally decide to submit to God and and see that He is uh, the Lord and Savior. How has it changed your life since then? Well, it, I was eighteen. I was eighteen when I gave my heart to the Lord, and and, and for me, I, I I look back and my foundation in regards to my Christianity wasn't wasn't strong and. So much so that um, uh, later on in the years, um, I secured a, uh, a contract to play professionally over, overseas in England, in fact. And um, I was married. Uh, we had our young boy with us at the time. And um, I almost um, lost my family because of the stuff that was um, happening over there as a superstar, as a sports player. And I wasn't a superstar by all means, but... Um, when you're in that uh, professional environment, supporters put you on a pedestal, yeah. and you believe that uh, you are the best of the best. Um, you know that, and that sort of pride crept in. That must be a big issue for elite sports people because you're right. Supporters put you on a pedestal, but I'm sure the coaches and things, uh, some of those leadership of the teams would probably uh, encourage that kind of mindset too, that you are the champions and you can do it and you can go out and win this game. You can win that premiership. It's drummed into you. It's no wonder that that became your mindset. Oh, absolutely. And, and if you're not grounded, if you're not grounded in, in, in the things of God, then that pride soon takes over. I mean, uh, Lucifer, who was the director of music, mm. yeah, same, so if, if he could be influenced by the, by the pride that he took on board, then as, as mere humans and what we go through, it, it's, it's not too difficult unless, you know, your foundation is, is strong and, and you've got people around you. And uh, for me, there were a few people that, um, uh, that we met over in England who were able to well challenge me in my faith and uh, basically save save my marriage and save my family. Um, ultimately, what happened was that um, I sustained an injury, mm. and for me it was like God saying, "Enough is enough. Yeah. I'll remove you from the situation. You've had enough now. You can't deal with this. So let me take you home." And uh, I was going to say it it really is a very fragile p- position to be in being one of these sports stars because you're right it just takes an injury a momentary lapse or accident on the sports field and you're a has been yeah. that's the end of your career and see you later absolutely. that's it and you've got to find another career now absolutely and you're living on that brink every single game every single training session exactly exactly and that's you know, I, I see our ministry heading down that road, going into schools, speaking about these things. You know, there's a lot of uh, great things happening with uh, uh, the NRL now. They, they go into schools and, and they, they're talking to the under-20 uh, players now about uh, player welfare, about education, about uh, the um, what-ifs in, in the uh, sporting, uh, professional sporting arena. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we want that to be an off-branch of, of what we're doing in our ministry. 
and, and that'll come through just sharing testimony, you yeah. know, through being real with young people, young athletes coming through and, and um, just warning them of, of the pitfalls uh, that there are with um, the sporting uh, sporting professionals out there. I guess the easy thing too for particularly young kids and teenagers is to get very uh, tunnel vision when it comes to sport uh, and you see it a lot with adults too even when it comes to what's on the news and everything it's like the most important thing in their life literally is sport. It literally is their favourite team and you know are they winning or losing and who's playing and who's not and all of that and it's so important that we keep these people grounded like you say um from an early age to say sport's great you can learn so much through it you can impact other people you can have a wonderful time but there's more to life than sport absolutely and whilst it the the thing is it's a it's a it's a small window too Mm. i mean uh top sports players are in there for uh, making big money for five years five five through to five or ten years and then that's it it's cut Mm. short if they even get that far exactly Exactly, and if there isn't any work in regards to um, education that's been put in uh, previously, then you fall back, and that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, I sustained the injury. I had nothing to fall back um, onto. I put all my eggs into one basket. Um, So I ended up, at the age of 30, going back to to university to get a uh, teaching degree. Mm. And, yeah, so you did become a teacher. You're currently teaching at a high school on the Gold Coast? Yeah, I'm at, um, I'll get a plug-in for Ormo Woods um, mm-hmm. State High School, one of the best schools in Australia, if not the world. <laughs> right there, right there. And you'd like a pay rise, please? Just quietly. <laughs> Just quietly. And, and you know what? Um, at, at this present time um, in the school, I um, that's my passion, working with young people and yeah. speaking life into them. Every time kids walk into my class, I have an opportunity to speak life into young mm. people's lives and to share stories. We have, I mean, I teach um, grades 7, 9, 10 and uh, 11 this year and we still have story time. I, these kids cry out, they, sir, sir, is it story time? Is it story time? So they're on the mat and I just share testimony, linking it back to what we're learning in class and it's so powerful. Mm. They hang off every single word because it's real. Yeah. It's linking um, life to, to, to learning. And they love that sort of stuff. And I share, I share testimony. I share testimony. It's a state school. I can't go full on about talking, talking about God, but the, um, inevitably they ask, well, what do you mean to? Mm. And so uh, it's just... Well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. What a privilege, and I'm sure that they would see you in that sports kind of environment. You are the coach, and you're not just the coach when it comes to sport. They would also look to you for just life coaching in general as well, as we see so much in that sporting environment. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'll get young men in my class talking about, sir, you know, every time you, you speak in class, it's like you are full on about the things that you're talking about. It could be just about uh, the way that we're working in class, but you're full on, and, and I'm inspired by that. I have opportunities to be able to speak in, in full school assembly, so to a thousand kids, uh, about being motivated to, to help others, about being motivated to do things around school, about being motivated to do. And God's just opened up so many doors. Uh, I'm the uh, the current uh, sports uh, coordinator as well, and um, just as I said, doors continue to be to be opened at school as well. 
Wilson, thanks so much for spending some time with us today, telling us your story and giving us an insight into the world of sport and how we can really use it in a great way as outreach. Thanks very much. I really appreciate it. That was Wilson Marsh sharing his story with Shelley Scowen about how he was saved after one of his teammates shared the gospel with him. And now he's speaking into the lives of high school students in his role as a teacher. Before that, we heard from children's entertainer and family minister Sean W. Smith. He's doing amazing work reaching young people through his music and travelling ministry. We pray that God will continue to use both of these men for his honour and glory. It's great that they're able to use their skills and talents for the Lord, doing something they both enjoy. Well, until next time, thanks for listening. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I said, well, you know, how are we going to get there? He said, oh, we'll just go by faith. God will provide. And I, you know, I mean, this day and age, someone says that, everybody goes, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But um, that's what happened. If God wants you somewhere, he will get you there. He's quite capable Mm. of directing your path and shedding light on the way. And he'll provide what you need. Jan Mao and her husband dropped everything and gave up their comfortable Australian life to work with recovering drug addicts with Teen Challenge Ministry in Kazakhstan. And they say it's one of the most fulfilling things they've ever done. We'll hear about their adventures overseas and how God has been working in their hearts next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.